Hey, hi everyone, and welcome back to the Business Key Podcast with your hosts, Ochiko and Debbie. So on today's podcast, we have a very special treat for you. We have a special guest joining us today. We have Temi. Hi, Temi. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me on your show. Thank you so much for coming in. And Temi is an entrepreneur and founder of a jewellery line called Ishura. So yes, when I thought about guests, I was very keen to have you on because really? I know oh. you're very like, yeah, I know you've been entrepreneur for quite a while. And um, yeah, very determined, very inspirational. I see your stories. I see your stories all the time. Oh, thank you, guys. So, Temi is like a good, good friend of ours, and um, yeah, she's been doing her thing for a while. So I feel like definitely the conversation today she'll be able to help quite a lot of people mm. in terms of their journeys in their, their entrepreneurial journeys. So thank you for coming. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about your brand? Okay. Um, okay. So the brand name is called Ishura, which basically means treasure in Yoruba. Um, Nigeria so I'm Nigerian so for me that was just the natural extension of who I am and putting myself into the business um, so Ishura is basically a jewelry brand that's basically set to celebrate African and Caribbean heritage through jewelry um, so like the main collections that are that we have are basically country maps which has been quite popular over the last few years um, people feeling the need that they want to be close to their heritage. They want to have a piece of home with them. They want to remember places that have been special for them, even if they're not particularly from any of the countries that I that I um, have on my on in my brand. So, yeah, the whole concept is just to celebrate those things and to just yeah champion like culture, heritage, um, and just a sense of pride as well. So, which countries have you seen that has been like the most popular Ooh. from what you've been doing? Jamaica really Jamaica is one ah. of my best sellers and then probably after that probably be like Nigeria um Ghana um what else We've got Grenada as well quite a few like Guyanese and yeah so like quite a few different different ones so and Barbados that's a big one too okay interesting yeah. so I wanted to ask <laughs> What came first? Did you want to do a jewellery business first? And then you thought, okay, I'll do the niche being mm. celebrating um, African and Caribbean culture in the diaspora. Or was it that you wanted to do something that reflected culture and then you thought a jewellery business would be a good way to do it? Or did it just sort of happen organically? How did that It was come pretty about? much by accident or even <laughs> organically, as you said, because um, I've always been quite entrepreneurial anyway. Like throughout my 20s, I used to like... I used to make jewelry, like um, beaded jewelry, gemstones. So I used to do that just on the side as a side thing. And I, I would then sell those pieces to my colleagues at the workplace that I was at at the time. Um, I used to sell things on eBay. I've always done like just little things here and there, just, you know, being, just trying to make some money, you know, trying to hustle. Um, and so the reason that this brand came about was because I was actually made redundant five years ago. So end of 2018 was made redundant from my job. And then um, just because I didn't really want to go back into the workplace, I didn't really want to experience all that drama and you know all the anxiety and stress that comes with working. Um, I just wanted to look for something at the time to just earn some money as I've always done. So when I did start this brand, it was completely by accident. Um, I literally was wearing a pair of Africa map earrings one day. Um, my mom complimented me. And several people complimented me that day and I was like, hmm, maybe this could be something, you know, that could be yeah. a business. So and because I already have that interest in jewellery anyway, so it was just kind of like a natural thing to kind of just go towards it. Um, so when I did start, I was using basically my savings to basically like just to source pieces to look for. Um, different manufacturers looking for different things that people may or may not like I didn't really do a lot of market research I just kind of jumped into it and five years later I'm still doing it so um, but the more I actually sold the more pieces that I sold the more feedback I was getting from people saying oh you know how much it means to them that um, their grandma's from this country or they have a sibling or someone that's from this country and it means so much to them to have that representation and I was like this actually makes a lot of sense because it's true people always want to have like some kind of connection to their homeland especially us like that are diaspora um, it's important to have that con connection to, to back home so yeah it was just kind of like a natural extension and then 
also an accident too. So I don't know, it's just everything kind of came together by the grace of God. And of course, a lot of prayer went into it before I actually started. So it was just, I didn't really know what I was doing, but now I feel like I'm, an, I'm, I'm on a roll. I think that's very interesting. It's very um, <laughs> relatable as well in terms yeah. of um, in terms of when you when you started, mm. um, uh, like you started from a place of need that you really really needed. But it was, what's interesting is that you decided to go into because uh, a lot of people um, complain about about you know the nine to five, but mm. you actually decided to actually you know go and yeah, you know make a change a- to actually go and you know make it happen in terms of the exactly. the business the business place, which is which is amazing. Mm. But I mean, how did you, how did you find it? Like, how did you, cause you're saying you, you didn't know what you were doing at the time, yeah. but then how was that? Because if you don't know what you're doing, it's kind of like, I imagine it's probably quite nerve wracking maybe. Or um, how did yeah, you? it was, ne- was nerve wracking because at the time um, I was actually like, after I'd used some of my savings to, to start the business, um, I then had to go on universal credit for a bit. And even whilst I was on uni- universal credit, they weren't exactly paying me every month. So it was just like, I was living month to month without knowing how much money I would make or how much money I would have. Um, so it was it was a bit of a stressful time. Um, and of course, my parents were like, when are you going to get a job? You know, you need to continue working and get mm. a career and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I was just like, no, I don't want to. Um, but yeah, after like a lot of thoughts, a lot of prayer and just trying to think about where I wanted to go in life. Um, I just I don't know. I just decided to take the leap without knowing exactly where it was going to lead me to, whether it worked or whether it wouldn't work. I didn't know at the time. So yeah, and we're here. And you started with earrings or did you start with, because I know on your website you have earrings, you have necklaces, Mm -hmm. you have rings, you have different types of jewellery, but what did you initially start off with and then how did you sort of expand the the range that you have? I think I started with um, some earrings first um, and a couple of... um, different maps as well. So definitely had the Jamaica one in there um, and the Nigeria map too. So I started with a very, very few pieces um, and I sold, first I started selling them on eBay, um, but people always wanted things for cheap, but I was happy <laughs> to just get some money. So I was just like, whatever. Um, and then I tried Depop um, and then I just tried a whole bunch of other websites. And eventually by probably the end near the end of 2019 that's when I decided to open up my own Shopify store um yeah and since then it's just kind of blown and then the more pieces I was bringing in the more requests people would you know yeah ask me to bring things in like oh do you have this country do you have that country so once I was able to meet those needs then I could see the sales increasing um and of course money it talks so <laughs> it was like cha-ching yeah. you know, money's being made but um there's also a lot that goes on behind it it's not just about the money as well so yeah. every p- every money every you know bit of money that i made i put i put it back into the business i didn't really spend it i was so frugal with my money at that time like i didn't i just didn't spend money at all i tried to as much as possible not to spend anything like anything frivolous or you know that's not a necessity interesting you say that is that something did you is that from like a mentor or was that always are you like always like naturally like a saver mm. or like where does that come from Ooh, maybe i'm quite conservative with my money anyway okay. yeah. but at the time like i said i had no job so yeah i didn't have a choice okay so you like <laughs> wanted to conserve as much exactly as, yeah, yeah, and it, yeah. um, universal credit wasn't even giving me that much anyway so actually the money that i was getting from there some of it would go into the business as well. Yeah. So, And I wanted to say, mm-hmm. honestly, you know, you said that your mom complimented you and a few people complimented you on your earrings. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people would have said was, thank you, I got them from X and would have just kept on moving with no. their day. <laughs> but you actually said, hold on a second, yeah. I could actually make this into... That's, that what, no, that's actually what I did. I did say, because I couldn't remember where I got them from because I bought yeah. them so long ago. And I was like, oh, I don't know where I got them from, but, you know, you can maybe yeah. search online or whatever. But then I was like, what if they search on... In my mind, I was like, what? Why don't I just start the business and then I can be telling people, oh, this is my brand or this is my thing. And then the money goes to me. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, brilliant. And these are, imagine one of the earrings you want to turn to the side. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Come on. So something very simple. um, Yeah, things that you can just wear every day. You don't really need to have, you know, massive pieces. Although some customers do love the big bold statement pieces one, one of the things i was gonna oh so you're gonna ask a question go on um yeah i was just gonna say so you've so you talked about starting out and how 
there were challenges, mm. you know, trying to figure out what you were doing, how you wanted the business to look like, what platform you wanted to sell yeah. on. How did you keep going? Like what gave you that resilience or what, what was it that helped you to keep going and keep hold of the vision at the time? Ooh. I, I don't know. I think I'm a bit of a risk taker as well <laughs> because okay. I've always, like I said, I've always been quite entrepreneurial. And even before I started this particular business, I actually did, I was working during the time I was um, at my previous workplace, I was actually doing another side hustle. I tried to start up a marketplace, an online marketplace for black hair. I don't know if you remember. And actually that was called Ishura Market. So that's ah, basically where the name has come from. Okay. Um, because I was just like, why not? I mean, it means treasure. And the concept of the business that I was trying to start before was, you know, um, a marketplace is like a place, a treasure trove of, you know, somewhere you can find something that, you know, is valuable for you. So I think it was like hair products, wasn't it? Hair, hair products, products and beauty yeah, products. Yeah. From black owned businesses owned, yeah. because Prior to starting that, I worked in a um, in a media company, in a media agency. And one time they tasked me with looking, um, doing some research on um, the black hair markets. And when I saw like all the different shops, especially in the UK, that was selling all these black hair products, it was just like, it's not owned by people that look like us. Um, and that kind of got me angry to the point where it was just like, why like why are the black businesses that are creating hair products why are they not being discovered and it's a big market that you know the uk black hair industry has um and black hair in general over all over the world so that's kind of what started that business um but then unfortunately i just lost the passion for it um and it was a lot of work to do on my own so i just put that to the side and was like okay what can i actually do <laughs> that's you know different out of interest so like is there like what have you what did you learn from that experience of doing that marketplace and is there anything that you've learned from there that you've kind of brought into your current business because mm. i imagine there was like lots of um uh, challenges with that you know launching a marketplace yeah so um that's a good question actually that's something i've never really thought about um oh gosh probably like having a bit of a tenacity and being Ooh. I think, okay, so the problem that I had with the first one was I, even though I was passionate about it, I wasn't passionate about it to the point of really like trying to bring in, bring people in. So like partners or, um, you know, like people that would help me to make the business work. Um, and I didn't really, even, even with that one, I didn't really have any particular goals or anything that I was aiming towards. I just wanted to have these businesses on this platform to be celebrated, to have an opportunity to sell their products. Um, and I did actually start up the website myself. Um, so I did a lot of the back, you know, the back um, page work. So doing the website, it was on um, WordPress, I believe. So I was oh, learning WordPress. a lot. Yeah, yeah WordPress is hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I was doing so much learning on YouTube. Um, I was doing so much like just trial and error things. And I think what I did differently in this business was to just take my time. I think I may have rushed into the other one too quickly. Whereas this one I have, I I've taken my time um, and really just try to start slowly and try to understand. Yes, initially I started wanting to make money, but it's become so much more than that now. It's become more about representation. It's become more about connection, the emotional connections that we have to our homelands, to our countries, to places that we've been to, that we've traveled to, that we've experienced with different people. Um, so yeah, I hope I answered that question. Yeah, it's interesting <laughs> to touch on that because um, in terms of the like, like the, the places that you've been and, and mm. so on, I noticed on your website that it's, um, there's lots of, that you can actually get it from uh, Lagos as well. Um, mm. And I was wondering, how, how, did you, how did you set that up? Like, how, how, did, you, how did that come about? That was only God, I tell you, because... Yeah. So I, did, I've, I do a lot of pop-ups and marketplaces all around London. Um, and there was an opportunity to do one in Piccadilly Circus. Um, and so went to a pop-up as, as usual, and I met this really lovely lady called Bookie. And she had a shop in Nigeria and she really loved my products. She bought the Nigeria map, I think. 
Um, and so she was like, you know, because I told her at the time because I was going to be traveling to Nigeria um, a few months after I had met her. And I said, you know, I'm going to Nigeria and, you know, what can we do? <laughs> so she basically suggested that I join. She has a, um, a business called, um, oh gosh, I'm going to forget the name now. It's called Bell Africana. Africana. And it's this really, really good, sort of like a marketplace, not marketplace, more of like a community um, that celebrates African entrepreneurs. Um, and she's kind of bringing it over to the UK and doing really, really amazing things. Um, and so she already had a shop existing in Lagos, in Nigeria, in Lekki. And so I told her that, you know, I'll be going there. Um, and yeah, then after I took her details and then we just started talking back and forth, back and forth. Um, so eventually when I did go to Nigeria, I took some of my products with me. Um, and then, yeah, we just made it happen. So now I'm stocked in Nigeria in a shop called Bell Africana mm -hmm. on, um, I believe it's the Good Beach in Lekki. So if anyone... Is anyone that's going there for Dirty December? When you there now, <laughs> make your way over there. <laughs> I wanted to ask, outside of, of that, and obviously you have your website, mm. where else are you based? Where else are you located? Um, okay, so I do have a few of my products in some shops around London and outside London, actually. So one of the shops that I'm in is called Afro Street in Bristol. Um, really, really lovely. Um, I met the owner at another pop-up that I did. Um, and so we connected and he was going to be opening a shop. Um, he, he has his own like luxury clothing brand. Um, so when he opened a shop with his wife, he asked if I'd like to join and be, you know, have my brand in there. And of course I was going to say yes. So, um, so did that happen whilst you were on the pop-up shop or so that how was, did that? Okay. Let's backtrack a little. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Um, one of the shops that I'm also in is a shop called Fashion Meets Music or FMM. Um, and they're based in Stratford at the moment in Westfield. Um, so when I was there last year, um, so I had my products in the shop um, for the time that they were open. Um, then we, there was other entrepreneurs that obviously having, they had their brands there um, displayed too. So um, yeah, we met, like I've met so many people basically through FMM um, and not just FMM, but through this whole business journey as well. So meeting other entre entrepreneurs, connecting with them, seeing what other people are doing. Um, and so that's how I met Danny who owns Afro, Shop, Afro Street in Bristol. And when he started his own shop, it was just like, just a natural, progression onto of you know expanding the business um and it's been great so far absolutely great but um i'm also going to be in fashion meets music again this year and i've been there this year but they're reopening in november actually tomorrow mm, yeah so they're reopening imagine. tomorrow okay in a bigger store in stratford westfield as well so if anyone is down there feel free to go through it's really really good um and i'm also i've just was it beginning of this month, I believe. Um, also got some of my products in the Black Pound Day store as well, also in Stratford, Westfield. Um, and yeah, I'm just trying to look for like different opportunities to really push my brand out there. Um, and to just make it more than just like a, a, a side hustle. It's not a side hustle anymore, it's my full-time thing. Yeah. Um, and to just really, yeah, get the word out there about Ashura. Yeah, no, it's amazing. I think, um, I think, one thing that you touched on there was in terms of the networking side. Mm. It sounds like that's really like helped to you. What kind of role oh, do you think, time. how important do you think it is networking in terms of, you know, entrepreneurs starting it's a business? So, so important. I think because, I mean, this is, running a business is quite isolating anyway. So I work from home um, and it can be quite lonely, boring sometimes. So you do need that network of people who actually understand where you're coming from. Um, and through um, being doing lots of different events and pop-ups and all sorts of things, I've met some really, really amazing, inspiring people. Um, just seeing like people do their thing and really just go for it, like using their creativity, using their their sales techniques, their marketing. Like it's so good to see people um, and to just have that connection of people that actually understand and that community. Um, that people that understand what you're going through as a business owner um, and also, yeah, just to know that you're not on your own. Mm. Um, I've met um, 
one of my really good friends now. Um, her name is Shahinda and she, she owns this amazing brand called Holy. Um, and it's a clothing brand that basically promotes um, the goodness of God and, you know, all these wonderful things. And she's so amazing. Like she's, she's like one of my, like we all, we're always talking like about business and all these little, like we're just sharing tips and things that, you know, we're going back and forth because we just understand the struggle. Mm. We understand the struggle. And then I've met so many amazing, amazing, amazing entrepreneurs as well. And I just, yeah, it, it just makes it a bit easier. Sounds like it must be awesome to have that, you know, um, that support. It almost sounds yeah. like it's like a team, like a team of yeah. of of of, uh, of people Honestly, that kind of relate yeah, and that can understand. Together yeah, and everybody yeah. kind of gets it. Like so, lifting each other together. It yeah, sounds like, because you yeah. can talk to your friends and family about it. Yeah, it's not the same, is it? <laughs> they try to help and you appreciate it, but it's like, yeah, you don't get it. Like, yeah. you know, it's just it's just different when you're actually in the trenches, like mm. doing the hard work and stuff. And mm. you know, the times when you feel so lonely, the times when you just want to cry, cause you're like, I don't even know if I could do this anymore. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Like the struggle. And you know, there's someone that's on the other side of the phone who can, you can talk to and be like, no, you got this girl, you got this, you know, you can do this. Okay, just take your time, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Like just <laughs> calm, ooh, calm you down and, yeah. yeah, that's the other thing I was going to say as well. Probably the quality of the answers is probably better as well. Yeah. Like compared to like, Imagine someone someone that's been there and done it would be yeah. just be like, yeah, that, that's calm. I did that before. Just, yeah. da, 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 just do this, do this. Or just speak to this person mm. and they'll sort you out. Mm. Versus, I mean, not to say that, you know, I mean, even there's, there can be some times where speaking to someone that's not connected with it can, you know, yeah. there might be oh, some things oh, that they can bring to it. Bring, but yeah. I think... Family I think, that um, mm. may, whether they understand the business or not, they still provide that support that is so, so important. Like you you can't do this kind of stuff on your own. You can't yeah. do anything really yeah. on your own. So the support that families provide and the support that other entrepreneurs provide is completely different. So it kind of rounds everything it, together. Yeah, yeah, rounds yeah. it up yeah. together. So, and would you say you have any mentors, business mentors? Um, I actually have started seeing a mentor. Actually, um, I'm part of also through this amazing business um i've been able to become part of um, what they call the black business incubator which is run mm -hmm. by does or they used to be called mentor black business um so i'm in the current cohort which is cohort four and they basically provide a setting for us to work in so for example somerset house is the main is where um we go to do you know somerset house? no it's because of top but it is <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> when you said it that's what just that's what came into my mind straight away really yeah. Somerset House has there a scene there because I'm yeah it's like um, uh, it's, it's, it's summer, I think it's Summer House or something like that oh is it Summer House oh shame oh okay mm -hmm. I thought Somerset House was it Summer House oh okay fine okay I'm carried away there okay. no this is Somerset House okay. <laughs> um, but yeah we have a residency there in Somerset House and it's basically creating like providing us with another wor a workspace somewhere that we can go to to come out of the house you know come out of working from home you can work with each other as well exactly yeah. and you mix and you network with other businesses um and just having a, a different space to go to is so oh it's amazing That's yes cool. so as part of the program you do get paired with a mentor um so that mentor will kind of help you through whatever business issues you do have um so that's that's been it's been quite important actually so to be able to air your grievances and your worries and things like that to someone who has a bit more experience than you yeah. um, and then can, can provide you with a bit of guidance on how you can go about doing what you want to do so it's been it's been so good That's really good really good hear. so far yeah um, how did you get onto that program um, so I applied. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, was through... there a process that you had to go through or was it they looked at your application? And yeah, so we had to fill, up, fill out an application form um, and just answer a series of questions. Not too many, actually. Um, and you just basically tell them about your business, what impact you're having and where you want to go. They've recently launched their cohort five. So if you're interested in getting onto the next cohort, then it's definitely worth going. Is there like a, what's the website? Is there a website? Um, oh, I don't know. What was it called again? It's called Does. Does or Mental D Black Business. So they used to be called Mental Black, Black Business, but they're now changed to Does. So okay. Does D O E S. D O E S. D O E S. Okay. Yeah. And I wanted to ask. So obviously, you mentioned 
the impact it's had on you to be able to collaborate with other people, particularly other business owners. Mm. Um, so what advice would you give to someone who's like a budding, budding entrepreneur or who, who has started mm. and they currently don't have many people at the moment that they have that they can talk to, who they can relate to in regards to business and you know things of that nature? What advice would you give in terms of how they can collaborate with people, how they can network, mm. how they can sort of have people in their corner that can actually speak to them and help them along their journey? Oh, okay. Um, I would say you have to kind of push yourself out of your comfort zone. So many times I've I've been pushed out of my comfort zone and I continue to be pushed out of my comfort zone. I think I'm quite an introverted person or, you know, a reserved person. So pushing myself out there to be this, not really extrovert, but just be a bit more vocal and more, you know, faking the confidence, but actually having that <laughs> confidence within you to to put yourself out there. Um, definitely try and attend like networking events that's related to whatever your business is gonna be about or whatever it is about. Um, also, don't neglect the, pow- the power of just talking to people about what you want to do, what your business is, how you want to change the world in whatever way you want to do it. Um, just put it out there that, you know, I'm going to start this business um, or this is what I want to do. Um, just speak about it so that it kind of gets in your mind that, okay, this is what I want to do. Um, and then you kind of just have to do it. When it just to touch on there, when, mm. it, when it comes to networking events, you know, it's scary, man. I, can, I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but not. I think um, typically like with me, when I, when I think of it, it's like, sometimes it's like, cause you just prefer to be just be in your comfort zone, just oh, be cool. So to, you know, put yourself out there to, you know, speak mm. to new business owners or whatever. Mm. Um, how do you how do you find out? How have you overcome that kind of maybe maybe you might feel a bit, I don't know if it, if you do, but maybe you might feel a bit awkward at first. But how do you get over that? Is it how, how what worked for you? What worked for me was just going to these events and just being there. Whether I spoke to somebody or not, I was just there yeah. in the midst of people. And some people will come up to you and have those conversations. You you know people will see okay this person looks free let me talk to them because sometimes with networking events you get people like huddled up in like different mm. little and you're like how do I get into yeah, that yeah, 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 so yeah if you see someone who's like <laughs> not doing anything then have a have a conversation with them because you never know what can come out of it um, but also probably like if you're gonna go to networking events do prepare beforehand to, to know like if you want to speak to a particular speaker maybe have some questions ready um, so that you can you know put yourself out there you 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 make a beeline for that for that your speaker. confidence as well yeah. isn't it because you have something prepared so exactly yeah, exactly it flows from there exactly and then also just try not to think about it too much don't overthink otherwise you just you just freeze because you're like oh my gosh like i'm here now what do i do because it can be very overwhelming sometimes especially if you're not really used to like these kind of events and you know those kind of environments but you just have to just get that confidence and just try it. At least try. Does it get easier? Uh, a little bit. Okay. With time, because I've 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 been to so I've been going to like all these networking events, and not all of them do I come out with you know contacts or anything like that. But for me, I just want to be in the place where these conversations and these things are happening because at least then I know I've put myself out there. Um, but I think it does get easier with time because you eventually gain that confidence you eventually start thinking of things to talk to people about and you you're honing your interpersonal skills as well you're honing your conversational skills you're honing like even like elevator pitches like you can practice that on people how to speak about your brand yeah i'm still learning i don't think i'm perfect but (laughs) yeah it's just you're you're constantly learning and challenging yourself to to be better and i think that's so important personal development 100 percent. i saw recently that you uh, won an award I believe it's last year you, you, you won an entrepreneur award so oh congratulations for that thanks I think uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that came about <laughs> how did it I mean, how did it feel to be recognized you know it's, in that way to like win it's nice this, yeah it must, nice it must be, feel encourage, encouragement right yeah. yeah no no it was actually it made me feel a bit special like oh okay someone actually reached out to me and I thought that you know this award was worthy of me winning so um, that one came about randomly, I think last year, I think I got an email, um, and from someone and they said that, you know, these awards are going up for grabs. Would you like to, you know, be 
part of it and I was like okay yeah why not so that's how I won the award <laughs> <laughs> I didn't win it win it but like I did you know it's still an achievement that you know somebody somewhere found my email yeah, found my business yeah, and decided to award me for being an entrepreneur and yeah it it's actually it's really good it is um it gives you that little boost of confidence like yeah okay now i can put that i'm an award-winning brand Come on. <laughs> and what are some of your goals for your business oh gosh where do we start um i definitely want to get more kind of foundational structure in my business because the way it started was obviously just to make some money but like i said it's become so much more than that so i would eventually like to hire more staff i would eventually like to get like an office space that would be like the goal because um, these things are expensive oh my mm. gosh it's so expensive but um i would also like to kind of do more groundwork on the brand so one of my desires really is to kind of connect with african um like artisans and be able to kind of contribute to the african economy um so what does african artisan mean so like jewelry makers people okay. that already make jewelry within that are like yeah people that work with their hands um so at the moment because my products um they are not necessarily from where i would want them to be but i do have like a heart for contributing to africa um in some way shape or form so it's actually one of my my goals next year to hopefully travel somewhere in Africa, maybe Nigeria, start with there because, you know, I'm from there. So, um, and just like have a have a look at what what the jewelry sector is saying in there. And is that for manufacturing? Yeah, okay. from a manufacturing standpoint, um, from a standpoint of, you know, being able to contribute to someone's livelihood as well. Right. Um, and then I would also like to give to you know a few more charitable causes um i did partner up with one charity um and that was actually pretty good in terms of like the the impact that it was having um what, what, what were they called sorry the charity or like where where like um what did they like what did they help with like what's their mission yeah so it's called okay it's called um compliments of the house cough um and it's basically run by this amazing amazing girl but she basically she has such a heart for the homeless and for those that are in need to the point where i actually knew her from a few years ago because i volunteered to work at she was she had a um like a pop-up sort of like a soup kitchen in a way where she basically got food from different local shops so sainsbury's greg's all those other ones got those foods and basically had a place where they were laid out, where the homeless people can now come and have, you know, their food. So um, she did that all out of her own pocket um, and she's basically doing amazing things. I think she's currently looking for a location, like a permanent location for her, for her to um, run her operations out of um, so that she can have more, more of an impact on, on the homeless and, you know, those that are in need. And yeah, what I was able to contribute financially has hopefully helped in her vision to be able to to affect the lives of those that you know that need it most is it a particular place is it or is it um she was based in brixton but okay. i so believe is it londoners she, is it yeah it's Lon London. Many, many londoners okay. yeah so i believe she's looking for still looking for a permanent location there's been some issues in terms of like finding permanent places for um for charity for her charity within brixton itself but she's she is on the verge of really doing some really, really cool work with um, other, hopefully other I don't know, councils and things like that. So we'll see. That's amazing, yeah, we'll be on the lookout for what she does next. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to go back to your business though, and I wanted to see if you could talk us through one, the creative process, but then also what do you do in your business? Mm, the creative process. Okay, um, and what I do, okay. Day to day, I feel like, I don't know, like I'm a false entrepreneur because I don't actually know <laughs> what I do. <laughs> it's like, am I actually doing anything today? But um, I guess the main thing, the main bulk of what I do right now um, within this particular season has been a lot of pop-ups, markets, um, doing, going to different events um, and just pushing my brand out there. 
Um, and this takes up a lot of time, a lot of energy, but it's also very rewarding in the way that I really get to connect with my customers. Like I really get to see them, see their reactions to the jewelry, see how um, they like ask them questions, have conversations as well with people who are from particular countries. Um, I remember having a conversation with one Somalian woman and she was telling me like d the history about Somalia and just all these interesting things that I didn't even know. Um, so having conversations like that, that kind of enriched my mind as well about what different countries and people, the people from those countries are actually going through. Um, apart from markets, what do I do? I, uh, obviously admin, the very interesting admin. So answering emails, um, sending up orders. I also, oh, what else do I do? I think it's probably a very interesting stage because at this stage you're, you, you're very hands-on with everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I imagine when you, when you're able to get like a team eventually, mm -hmm. so probably a lot of this stuff you'll be able to like delegate out and then yeah. just be able to maybe focus on your strategy and or, yeah. Yeah, or whatever. So go on mm -hmm. to One thing I was gonna say is don't downplay what you do because mm. the interacting with customers, other business owners, dealing with orders, uh, emails, etc. that is a huge part of any business because it's customer yeah. service and exactly. you're yeah. connecting directly with the customer. And like Chika said, when you do expand your business, you're going to be able to like really impart the importance of that mm. because you've you've done it yourself. Mm. So you, you, Honestly, you've yeah. it's so true. <laughs> relay that really well to your employees as yeah. well. So yeah, and and I guess it's a good time to know sort of what you like doing and what you don't like doing. So I guess when when you know you when you do get your um, when you do get a bigger team, mm -hmm. you'll be able to actually this part. Let's get somebody to yeah, sort out I've this admin part. Uh, let's, yeah, okay. do you know so what I mean? My so helping me out. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So she's doing like some of the website bits, just getting things in order on the website. Um, Cause back end is so messy. So it's just like, yeah, just she's helping me organize those bits so that I, I can you. then focus on. Yes, and in bits. terms of um, design, mm. manufacturing, mm. Uh, processing orders, is that all done by you and with the help of your sister as well? Or how does that, yeah, in terms of, yeah. It's done by me. Okay. Pretty much all of that. Um, so basically the designs, um, I basically have manufacturers and they, there are certain things that just, I can say, okay, I like this or I don't like that. Um, and then they just do it, <laughs> which is great because I love jewelry, but to make stainless steel jewelry as what the jewelry is, um, that was just something I just didn't really want to get into jewelry making like that because I don't, the time and the effort and the passion that's going to take to actually make the jewelry is a whole other thing. However, if you can find the help, pay for the help <laughs> and, and you know, um, but yeah, I have, I think I have a good relationship with the manufacturers in terms of like, they really listen to what I want in terms of like design and things like that. And I've actually got, um, there'll be some new pieces coming out. Oh, exclusive. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, there you go. Um, um, what else? What else were you saying? The manufacturing, the creative, yeah. yeah. But, but do you do you have any favorite pieces? I like. See, I'm more like minimalist okay. when it comes to jewelry, so I like the um, Africa outline map. Just a simple outline of Is that, Africa. Not the one you, you've the one you've got on. Or? No. Okay, it's no, that's the earrings. So it's um, pendants. So necklace. So it's just a oh, simple. Necklace. Okay. Um, Africa outline um, and I do this is actually my favourite oh I see well. when you say outline as in I think the I saw some of those of this, yeah the middle yeah. bit's not there right? yeah yeah, 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 yeah I saw it, some of those yeah, yeah, or sil yeah. silhouette um, so that's one of my favourite pieces to wear because it's just so simple you can wear it up dressed up dressed down um, yeah I noticed you do names as well now so you also you also yeah, got names on there yeah 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 um, you've been doing your research I have been doing <laughs> research I was, I was looking at it I was thinking oh actually I'm going to get one of those um, oh, cool. but it's like a um, pre-order at the moment so yeah. I was like yeah I'm going to definitely uh, get one of those I was like oh that's a good idea yes because uh, yeah so that's you, like you the, can personalise it isn't it to exactly like the customisation so, yeah. and what I'm hoping to bring in next year is also to bring in some sterling silver pieces as well so um, I do you know through my interactions with customers I do have a lot of people um requesting sterling silver and even sometimes real gold because people always ask is this real gold i'm like no not at this price point no it's not <laughs> add a few more zeros <laughs> and then we'll talk real gold um but um yeah it's just what was i saying i've lost my train of thought now 
um yeah so i'll be bringing in some new pieces next year that's what i mean by like really taking the time to work on you know the foundation of the business and what and also trying to listen to customers as well because yeah. i started off basically doing what i want oh i'll right. add this I'll add that oh that looks nice um but now it's more of what do my customers want um because through you know putting myself out there people are starting to recognize my brand i've had a people a few people say oh i recognize your logo oh i follow hey, you already come on um and so it's just like wow it's mind-blowing actually because it's like i don't know when you're just doing your thing every day just putting yourself out there you don't realize how it's impacting other people or how people are recognizing you and or watching you yeah. um i had one lady come up to me at an event um and she basically said that she was she'd been watching my brand and she really loves like how the brand looks you know the the look and the feel of the brand like it looks like a big brand but it's only run by me um and she just said that she, she was just really over complimenting me and just basically encouraging me as well to like continue on and just yeah i honestly i meet some amazing people out there. <laughs> there are some really 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 lovely really supportive people out there and i'm so Oh, like so it's, it's an honor to like just yeah interact with them like that. So so it's probably today's probably been a good day to kind of reflect on all that. Yeah, so maybe you don't have time now. to even yeah. That's true, I really you just go on, you just continue. Just on carry on, on, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, trying to you know think of the next thing to do, but to sit down and to think about it, like it's just it's crazy. It's it's actually been you know a very very good and blessed year. And I think what's also great is that even though you can tell it's a lot of work that you put into it your passion still comes across oh, and I think okay. it probably is due to that connection that you have with yeah. the customers and people recognizing your brand and praising the pieces because they're really happy with the products that you have and they want more mm. so I think that's a great testament to what you've done and oh, the hard work that you've you put in but I wanted to ask so um what what would you say is the best thing about being an entrepreneur oh the freedom <laughs> do what I want when I want but then there's also things that I have to do because you know I can't do I can't always do what I want when I want but I do have that freedom of choice like if I'm going to set a deadline then it's up to me to meet that deadline right. um yeah I think like I said I started because I didn't really want to go back into the workplace um but I think what's kept me continuing on is because I just kind of I just enjoy what I do um and I think that's also quite important obviously as an entrepreneur you have to love what you do you have to find kind of purpose in what you're doing um and to just enjoy it for what it is and enjoy the highs and the lows the lows are not great but you know once you get those highs you're like yeah this is why I'm doing this um yeah I think freedom um just being able to set your own timeline of you know how you want to do activities um probably have more creative control as well because I know I remember you used to work for like a um hair hair companies in yeah, it before yeah um, it's like a hair, it's a hair startup actually, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, that, hair that, startup. Was the, that was the job I was made redundant from. Okay, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that start, yeah, it was a startup company. Startup so company. That kind of explains all, doesn't it? Yeah, but I imagine uh, with that, mm. it's kind of, actually, how, how was that? Because that's like a startup company. Mm. Do you feel like, because I imagine in a startup, is it, it's probably quite, um, I would imagine there was, there's still, loads that you can do because like yeah. i've worked for like a like, you know really major company mm. and it tends to be everything's very kind of you know structured in a way that you're only doing so if you're in marketing you're just doing marketing mm. if you're in finance you're just doing finance yeah. um but i imagine like in a startup you can dip your hands into lots of different things Absolutely. So, so how is it kind of um with you being the entrepreneur versus being a part of a, a startup, a startup how did that how does that compare because it sounds like you're saying that you've got yeah. more freedom so yeah. like what, what kind of differences do you see so actually working for the, the the startup that i did work for it was actually one of the best jobs i had like in terms of like i felt like i could be myself mm. um other jobs that i've worked in um normally i'm like the only black person or like you know but this started because it was, it was black owned business um so everybody looked like me so like we, we would just have banter like full-on banter and jokes but obviously there was still work to be done as well so it's still deadlines to be met um but now that i'm an entrepreneur myself um i can see the differences in terms of or maybe sympathize more actually with the founders of the the company that i was working for um in terms of like just how hard it is to actually run a business um and me doing it by myself obviously it's, it's difficult but 
um, they were seed funded, I believe. So yeah. they had like um, investors they had to report to. So I can imagine like the stress. Ah, okay, well, so. I don't have investors. I'm I'm a sole trader essentially. So yeah. um, I can imagine like 10 times more stress and then obviously running a team as well. Um, but I think the beauty of being an entrepreneur is just you kind of get to go with your own flow. Whereas when you're working for someone, you go with their flow, you achieve their goals. Um, you're kind of putting your talents and your skills towards someone else's dream. And we were on the same page about like the dream and we understood the assignment kind of thing, like as a team. Um, but it doesn't mean it didn't come with its, with its own stresses and its own you know, problems and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So, and it, it was quite intense because it was a small team as well. So there's like a lot to get done. And yes, you do get to dip your hand. Cause I used to do, I used to, when I first started for the company, I was actually their first employee. So I started um, with a bit of social media marketing um, and then it developed into more backend things like operations and, you know, running like the different logistical things. Um, so, 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 but just, that must be quite interesting because it sounds like it kind of gave you, it might have also given you like some like experience in what you're doing now, yeah, having worked I've in done, lots of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Every job I've done um, since, as I feel like I'm using all those past experiences and skills now. Um, there was one job that I worked in and it was for a laptop case company. Um, and it was also a small business. So I was, I think I was their first employee. No, no, I wasn't their first employee, but I was, I, I came in as a temp and then they made me full time. But I learned a lot from the, from the manager, although I did not like him at all. His <laughs> character was not great. I didn't like him at all. But I realized when I went to other workplaces, the skills that I learned there, I was using in other places as well. So all my base, my eBay selling, because he used to sell on eBay. So I had to run the back end of eBay and that. So that's where I got that from. So then when I left that job, I just started selling just random stuff on eBay. Um, and that kind of helped with my kind of website experience as well. Um, knowing how to set up a Shopify store, knowing how to even do a WordPress, like that was just, yeah. So everything's kind of culminated. Um, to what I'm kind of and contributed to what I'm doing now so never take for granted even jobs that you hate you just never know how much that's going to contribute to what you're going to do in the future I think that's great advice for yeah, yeah. Sure. I think that's a great advice in general yeah mm -hmm. sort of use the experience there so was it something yeah. that kind of is, is it was it more as you were I imagine it's probably as you were doing tasks you realize oh actually I've done this before actually yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'll, I'll be thinking okay so even as I'm um so if I'm working on the back end of my Shopify store now it's experienced from the job that I had previously because I used to work on the back end on the, of the Shopify store as well. So it was just like things that I learned from other jobs. I remember, okay, I did that then. Let me try and do this again now. And then it works. And I can obviously play around with more around with it more because I have the freedom to do so. So yeah, just everything adds up mm. and don't take it for, for granted at all. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Awesome, awesome advice. Yeah, I guess just generally speaking, what advice would you give to someone who wants to become an entrepreneur? Oh, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> just do like, do what you have to do to become that entrepreneur. If you have to do research, if you have to talk to people, interview people, if you have to, um, I don't know, fly to another country to source a manufacturer for, if it's a clothing brand or whatever, whatever you may be doing. Just do it like trust in yourself in yourself trust in like the vision that you have for your brand for your business or the effect that you want to have on people even if it's not like if it's a non-profit non-profit for example trust in what you the effect that you want to have on people um and basically like i said before just start slow but you obviously keep building up and just try not to give up because it's so easy to feel like you want to give up Oh my gosh, so many times have I felt like, oh, am I even doing this right? Like, what am I doing? Mm. Like, just questioning myself and just thinking, okay, let me just, wh what would happen if I just stopped doing this business? What would I actually do? Um, so many times I've just wanted to be like, you know what, forget it. <laughs> but then I realize when I, like I said, when I talk to my customers, it's like, that's the height of it. And just seeing their reactions and, you know, if I hadn't had, you know, trust in myself to 
start this business and to really put that effort into it and just take that risk, then I wouldn't be having these conversations. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't know some of the people that I know today. And that's quite, ooh, I'm getting a bit emotional because that's like <laughs> some people that I know they're actually quite impactful on my life. Um, so just trust, just trust in the process and just keep going. Don't give up. Awesome, awesome, awesome advice. Um, yeah, is there anything else that you want to share? Anything you do want to... In terms of like what's coming up, maybe like what, what people can expect from um, Ishura Ooh. coming up. That You did say that there was something, a new piece coming, isn't it? A new piece coming yeah, soon. Yeah, some new pieces. And then also, like I said, I'm working on trying to get like a sterling silver range going because as per customer requests, it's like I want to make that happen. I want to make sure that I'm meeting my customers' needs and just yeah catering to what what they desire and what they want and yeah just building a brand that people can trust people can love and people will recommend and you know be the go-to for for those that really want to like celebrate culture and just do it through jewelry do it in a fashionable way and yeah just enjoy just enjoying the process really come on yeah that sounds that sounds <laughs> awesome um so yeah so great so yeah so there was something i wanted to speak about so it's um so to do with one of our previous episodes mm. i wanted to get your opinion on there Ooh. it's uh, like a, a dilemma okay. so it was on like a wedding situation wedding situation if you remember it <laughs> a wedding situation so what's happened is the person found out that uh they're on a on a facebook group mm. that her family members wasn't too happy with what she did with how she managed how she managed the wedding so what happened was the lady was given the couple was given 6k Mm -hmm. from their i think it's from their parents Mm. to be used towards food but instead they're like really big disney fans (laughs) okay (laughs) they're really big disney fans Mm. so they decided to use the money to go and get two these are the official official disney uh what, what do you call those people um, they're like performers, yeah. They like wear the Disney costume. Oh, wow. So they 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 um had I think it was yeah so two thirty minute sets of those Disney performers to come down at a wedding. Uh, we, <laughs> <minute sets. laughs> they yeah. are very big. They are very big Disney fans. Wow. Um. So so yeah. So on the on the day, I think they had previously said that um there would be food, but they didn't really they didn't really specify. So what they were thinking was they, they said that there would be food, but what they actually meant was that when people would come that um there would be vending mach- like there's vending machines there so people can Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they can have like, you know, food from the food from the vending machine. So <laughs> never yeah. heard of that before Go yeah on. so after the after the wedding like people had were commenting on about the wedding on facebook they were really annoyed in mm. terms of there was no food well there was no like official food mm. and so on um do you think that person was in the wrong uh, what was your thoughts on the situation Ooh. can i ask like were they nigerian <laughs> i mean that's, that's the thing we don't know <laughs> yeah we don't actually know <laughs> probably not probably probably not <laughs> because we love food so exactly like food is the main thing yeah yeah oh so if they were in the wrong if they were in the wrong in Mm. terms of yeah spending the money on the you know i suppose it's their special day so yeah yeah, it's how you that is interesting um i think i would say yes because if that money was already like labeled as that's the food money Mm. then that's what it should go to Mm. if there's leftover then maybe they can use it towards the performances but to now go and divert food money to Disney stuff. Yes, you're big fans, but people got to eat, man. What is vending machine? <laughs> How much is a vending machine? Like, is it even hot food or is it just like cold drinks and sandwiches or what? I would imagine it's like stuff like crisps and oh, sandwiches and chocolate bar, like a typical. Though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think it'll be typical. Your typical, yeah. No way. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, but yeah, it was it was a wrong move. I would say, or at least like ask the permission of people, the people who are gifting you the money. Like we'd prefer to, you know, direct those funds towards something that we love. Um, yeah, the wedding day is only one day, but I mean, dude, <laughs> that's, that's I hope it was very good at the performance because yeah, it mu- yeah, to, exactly. Uh, Maybe it was worth it. Yeah. Maybe it was worth it. You know, whilst they're chewing on crisps, they can <laughs> <be> enjoying. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the things that we that we touched on before was the expectation because 
Mm. When people come, they like if they maybe if they had the expectation that you know they were gonna eat, maybe they would. They wasn't gonna eat. Maybe they would eat Who beforehand. Goes to a wedding and think that they're not gonna eat. Yeah, that's that's true. Wedding. You'd already be coming with a bit somewhere. Yeah, you're there to see the couple, but you want to eat too. To be honest, it's kind of difficult asking you because I know how you you're like you're like you're in like us. Uh, it's uh, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it from a nice we, point yeah yeah from our perspective. It's um, yeah maybe from maybe I, it's I don't pretty know. pretty maybe key. But I wonder, yeah, maybe different cultures might have a different opinion. Yeah, but, yeah. But I think. But it's great to have your opinion on it, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what an interesting dilemma. Yeah. Is that a real life story? It is a real life story. Yeah. Oh damn. Yeah, yeah it's a real life story. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, as long as they're happy, I guess. But I just feel like. If someone's gifting you something, you should at least give them the decency of saying we're gonna divert the funds. So. Yeah, yeah. Or at least yeah, maybe they could have even told them that yeah beforehand, perhaps. But right. but even so, yeah, it's um yeah. Two, three. <laughs> well, I guess at the end of the day, all that all that matters is that the couple are happy. Yeah. Um, and they have a memorable wedding. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, good luck to them. <laughs> so any any last last questions you wanted to ask or? Many entrepreneurs talk about imposter syndrome. Is that something that you've encountered and what have you sort of learned or learned to deal with in, in that regards? Um, yeah, imposter syndrome is actually, a, I feel like it's quite a big thing, especially amongst entrepreneurs <clears throat> and basically everybody. Um, just feeling like, am I the right person to do this? Just having that feeling like, oh, someone else is doing better than me. You know, you start comparing yourself to other people and what their success apparently looks like, especially on Instagram and all these social media channels, like, oh, this brand is blowing up. They've got like 10,000 followers and I've got like 2,000. I'm not even on 2,000 yet, but um, you just feel like, oh, Richless. I should be doing... Not <laughs> yet, not yet, not yet. Um, but I feel like I should be doing more or I should be posting more on social media. I should be showing my face a lot more. I should be doing like a whole bunch of different things, but it's not always within my capacity or even in my best interest to do those things. So I feel like it's definitely something I've... I don't want to say suffered from, but it's like I've experienced it in certain times of business when it's just like those lows that I've mentioned, those are the times where those thoughts come like, oh, this business is doing that, that brand is doing that, that person is doing that. So you start to compare yourself a lot. Um, and also just feeling like, um, like not necessarily not good enough, but you just like, you could be doing more. You could be doing more, but you can only do what you can do um, at the time that you can do it. So those are things that you can kind of work towards or just try and stay in your own lane. So yeah, stay in your own lane. And I think I've learned to understand that not only can I just do what I know that I can do, but I can also just focus on my actual goal and my actual business and just putting my efforts into what I think will work well or what the business needs. Um, um, and like I said, listening to, my, listening to my customers as well. So helping, like they using my customers as a way to guide the business and, you know, to grow the business as well. But on another personal thing is just like, just have confidence in yourself. Just believe in your strengths. Um, you can work on your weaknesses um, and just keep going and just keep trying to stay motivated. And that's where like entrepreneur friends come in mm. to motivate you, to really just push you to do your best um and then there's times I've I've just felt like oh because I don't necessarily hand make my 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 jewelry um you know that's like a a negative thing but then I think about clothing brands they don't necessarily sit there stitching they, they the definitely tops don't. <laughs> definitely don't. yeah they definitely don't I was, I was so, gonna I was gonna say that as well yeah. yeah you can say that for loads of companies there's there's lots of companies that sort of work with partner companies so they yeah. will so they're more like <laughs> the even if you look at someone someone like Nike or Adidas, mm. etc. For mm -hmm. example, they're not they're not there like you know right? making your trainer. No, they've got <laughs> you know partnerships with manufacturers and so on, Literally. and they they handle the marketing side. So yeah, yeah definitely, yeah, so that's not that's, that's nothing to worry about. Yeah, yeah. that's like one of my this maybe the source sort of of the imposter syndrome as well as other things, um, but it's like. I feel like there's this expectation that if you're small business, that you always hand make things and. Mm. I don't really want to sit there and start no. hand making. I no, love I love jewelry. Mm. I'm an enthusiast, um, and I want to share with other jewelry enthusiasts as well. So, yeah, that's that's basically what I'm trying to like process through and work through, and yeah, just enjoy the the business journey as it is. Awesome! Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you. Thank you. And I was just gonna say, um, where can people find you? 
Yes, you can find me on my Instagram and TikTok. Um, it's basically at Isura, I-S-U-R-A, UK for both Instagram and TikTok. And my website is www.isura.co.uk. Yes, guys, go support, go and uh, get some pieces. Christmas is coming up, so it will make a great Christmas present as well. So, exactly. yeah. Exactly, they're very giftable, guys. Definitely check out the website. There's lots of, lots of awesome gifts on there. So, well done, though. You've done an awesome job. I've really enjoyed. Oh, thank We've you. Really, I'm sure you've enjoyed it, too. We've really enjoyed the interview. So, thank you so much for coming, for for coming down. Oh, <laughs> it's you. been awesome. So, and there's so many points I've got from it, you mm. know. Um, it's, 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 it's obvious. You could just... Do, the um the passion for your business is really oozing it's really really oh, coming through so i'm happy for you that you've you know found something that you really love and wish you all the best for the future thank you, you know so. thank you so much maybe we'll do a part two Here's oh part two. that'd be great that'd be right. anytime <laughs> we'll have you anytime anytime it's also yeah thanks everyone for watching and listening um make sure you follow us at this key podcast subscribe comment rate us and if you have any comments if you have anything you want to share if you have any more guests that you want us to interview, make sure you uh, message us at Business Key Pod on Instagram. Bye. Bye.